I'm Kate Daniels. I feel that we have a special gift this Mother's Day to have with us Lisa Rosenblum, the director of King County Library System, the one that serves millions of us because it covers the entire county. Well, that's some of the detail we're sure to learn about as we chat with Lisa to welcome her to our area and then to have her share some insights into the library and her work here with us and maybe even tell us what she thinks of our rather beautiful area. Lisa Rosenblum, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm really honored. And it's so splendid because you're just really quite new to Seattle. And to have this opportunity so early in your tenure here, I feel really privileged. Well, um, I, I have great staff that um, <laughs> are very aggressive in getting my name out there. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, in my first radio broadcast. See, isn't that exciting, I'm too? I'm very excited. <laughs> Many firsts. <laughs> and, you know, just in these first months of being in Seattle, well, the greater Puget Sound area, because as the chief librarian, correct? The director. Director. That's my so official title. Is director of King County Library System. This is really just the beginning of uh, a new life then here in the Northwest. You've not lived here before, is that right? No, you know, I, I've lived in many other parts of the country, but never in the Pacific Northwest, although in my years that I lived in California, we did drive up and visit. Uh, and I've always uh, loved this part of the country. Um, I, I had the privilege of coming in the summer uh, when I visited, and um, <laughs> I arrived probably at the worst time of the year. I came in January. Mm -hmm. It was very dark and rainy, and somebody asked me, well, what do you think? Is, is it pretty? I said, I don't know. I go to work <laughs> when it's dark, and I come home when it's dark. I'm sure it's very pretty, but I haven't been able to see much. So <laughs> fortunately, you know, now today is a beautiful day, and I'm seeing, you know, now now I get it. Yes, and, and that's the thing, I think, is the magic of this area is that, yes, we have the gloom and those gray skies, but boy, when the sun comes out, we feel like we have really gotten a new life. Yes, it, it, it is magnificent, except you just don't want to work. That's the problem. <laughs> you just want to be outside, but yes, it's magnificent. Well, I have to tell you, though, in terms of not work, working, because sometimes these days are somewhat limited. Uh, there was a sign I saw on a, a, a little shop downtown Seattle some years ago that said, closed due to sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. But now that you're here, I'm trusting you'll, of course, tell us that you love being here, right? I do. And I, you know, at my stage of the game, I had some choices on where I wanted to take my next job in um, King County. I don't know if the the residents of King County realize this. Um, when I when I go around the county and I meet people and I say I'm the director of the library, they say two things to me, always the same. First of all, I love the King County library system. And then they say, wow, what a big job. And it's, it's true. It is a big job with 49 libraries, but it is considered one of the best libraries in the country. And that was the appeal that this had for me, to come to a library that is so well-regarded by its residents and well-funded and also um, does a great job in serving the community. It's considered, in the, in the library director world, it's considered one of the pr premier library directorships. So I was really uh, very honored to have been chosen by the board to, to come here and serve. So congratulations for being the one who came out on top and uh, the first woman director in 
decades. In uh, 56, 56 years, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I said it's about time, I think, don't yes, you think? Yes, <laughs> yes. And so you are here to, to really shine and let us see what can be done in the world of books. But really, libraries are, are beyond just books, right? Well, um, I just checked uh, the latest stats, and we are at 4.7 in just digital circulation here at um, King County Library System. That includes downloads of books and movies and um, all the things people want to use their library for. It's the same that they did before digital. It's just in a different format. And by the way, we are the biggest loaner of digital in the country. Is that amazing? It's amazing. You know, I think it's partly because our we were early in the, you know, before I even I got here years before, we were early adopter. And um, also that we've put a lot of our resources into a digital collection. So it, so success begets success. And yes, um, the only library that beats us out, but they don't really count, it's Toronto because they're in, <laughs> they're in Canada. They're not in North America. They're in North America, but not in the U.S. So. Yeah. So again, a congratulations that it's growing. And yes, you said that uh, that started before you were here, but I imagine you're taking this as the platform and what's going to happen is just going forward and upward. Yes, we'll continue to um, to invest in digital because that's what our consumers want. But I will say that books will never go away. Our uh, Book circulation was 16.3 million last year. That's an amazing amount, too, considering our service areas, like 2.2, 2.3 million. So, I mean, that is really a great, uh, a great honor, too. And we're never going to stop circulating books. Because that's the thing is everybody has a, a different way that they like to enjoy their books. And so to have that uh, diversity available is perfect. Well, you really, you really hit on the, the, the key to success and, and the key to public libraries in the 21st century. And it has to do with choice. People want choice in how they uh, use their libraries. So, for instance, way back when, when I started, um, my choice was either a hardcover book or a paperback book. And by the way, did you know paperback books were a radical idea way back in the 50s in public libraries? And so now when people come in, and it doesn't matter what age you are, They'll want the the print book, but if they're traveling, they'll want that same book in a digital format. Um, I and myself am a big fan of listening to books, and I used to listen to to books on CDs, but now I listen to that same book uh, on my uh, Apple, um, my my phone. Yes. Um, not to plug Apple because I know we're in a, we're, we're in Microsoft territory. Sorry about that, but. Um, so people want to listen to uh, books and read them in the way that they want to read them. And then so we're all about offering those choices. Yes. And the thing about audiobooks, when I used to be in a career that I was in the car a lot, I yes. love them. It's time so well spent, isn't it? Yes. Um, I've also experienced in Seattle and King County your um, very, um, very challenging traffic. I'm very impressed with your traffic here. <laughs> And it's, I have to say, though, it's not as bad as New York, where I was uh, in Brooklyn, where I just moved from. And it's certainly not as bad as Silicon Valley, where I spent most of my career. But it's pretty it's it's pretty impressive here. And so when I'm in the car, I drive. I visit all my libraries all over the county. I listen to books, too, just like the rest of you. That, of course, makes such great sense. I didn't think about that. But with the way King County Library System 
branches are spread all over Kingdom Come, I'm going to say. But really, I, the square miles is huge. It's it's pretty impressive, but it's it's beautiful. I mean, the, a couple of weeks ago, we had one of those those nice days in between all the rainy days. <laughs> and so it was a Friday. So I visited a number of the branches up. Uh, I visited uh, Incarnation and um, North Bend, just up in that area. And, and I was driving around. And I thought, wow, they're paying me to be in such a beautiful area mm-hmm. of the country. And uh, and what really makes it even better is not only is the area pretty, but our our libraries are just beautiful. I mean, they're they well-designed. All of them are new or they've been remodeled. We're getting to our last one, uh, the end of uh, or the middle of next year, 2019, it's the last library in the in that our voters paid for with their capital money that they voted for a number of years ago. It's Kent Panther, which I have said is the coolest name for a library I've ever heard. I'm I'm proud to be uh, part of Kent Panther Library, and um, so not only do our our users have wonderful collections, but they have beautiful spaces to go into. Um, I don't if you visited our libraries in King County. The decision was made, and I really agree with it, to make sure they were designed with the Pacific Northwest weather in mind. So there are lots of windows. There's lots of lighting um, and little touches. Like there's lighting underneath all of the shelves. Now, most libraries don't do that, but just so that you have some some daylighting, you have some lighting that comes from, from upwards, and it really makes a difference in how these libraries feel when you go in them, especially on a gloomy day. I appreciate how enthusiastic you are about these libraries. You obviously feel that they shine, and uh, they are really, uh, you know, like a treasure, which they are, of course, but the way that you've already embraced them that way, Lisa, is, is just heartening. Well, well, thank you. And, um, you know, the, the other part of my job, my stewardship, is to make sure that they stay that way. Mm. And when we get to the end of our um, our, our capital monies, then, then now the time to make sure that we have enough money to maintain them in the beautiful way that they were they started and so that's that's the other part of my job and so that's part of your mission then yes going forward and and i have to say part of it you know um, i believe in learning from every job uh, as most people do and my last job in new york i work for brooklyn public a wonderful system great services but one of the things that I noticed when I was at Brooklyn Public and all the New York libraries, such as New York Public and Queens, is they were so neglected. The buildings were neglected for so many years that they can never catch up. There's like a billion dollars in infrastructure needs for New York libraries. So when you go into them, um, some of them are rather sad looking. Um, the air conditioning breaks in the summer. I've had to close libraries and roofs, you know, are constantly needing to be repaired. And so what I learned from that is that it's not enough to just build beautiful libraries. It's really important to maintain them and maintain them, maintain them on a regular basis so that they don't fall so behind. It's not a real cool, neat thing, but it's, it's important in, mm-hmm. in fiscally and also just in, in any um, municipality to make sure that you have enough money set aside for that kind of repair. And so it, we see kind of the the various things that you have to oversee. It's not just about, you know, promoting books and reading, but it is that structure that you're also making sure lasts and is welcoming to all all ages, I'm going to say. 
Well, you know, I love this job. And one of the reasons I love this job is, and, and people who understand what a library director does, truly does, understands it. I know less about books and what to read than probably anybody does. It's really more about directing um, buildings and fiscal HR. It's just a really interesting career at my level because it's really about being like a, a city manager. You know, you have to know lots of things and to, to make the place run well and understand, um, you know, it, it, you know, library directors aren't just about books anymore. Yeah. It's running a business, really. Exactly. Yes. It's like running a business. Yeah. Um, I think people don't understand that in, in, in city structures, and that, that that's what we do. And that's a really good thing for us to be aware of, because we might think, oh, this is a librarian, but oh, no, it's much larger than that. And director, I think, really probably captures the essence of it. Well, I mean, um, I'm I'm the CEO basically, yeah. um, and um, the buck stops here. Uh, <laughs> it's also very political. It's a very political job. Mm-hmm. Um, while I don't work for the county, uh, we are King County Library System. We're a junior taxing district. Um, I am appointed by a board, a governing board, who is appointed by our county executive. So it's a really interesting um, uh, management structure and who I report to. But it's important that I maintain good relations with with all of the politicians in the area, uh, the mayors and uh, uh, the county council. I'm meeting with them right now, um, one by one. I also went to a just an, I gave them an annual report on the state of the library. These are all important things that that I feel I need to do uh, to make sure that they understand that that their communities are getting good value for the dollars that they uh, contribute to us. Mm-hmm. And you get around to the all the libraries, as you said. And in those instances, are you meeting up with some of the public too when they're engaging in programs at the libraries? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I do these little stealth visits because um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't, I, you know, it's not about me. I don't want it to be a big deal. So I just kind of walk in, and I, I get usually get a little tour from the staff, and then I just walk around and see what's going on. Um, I mean, one time um, I was at a library and the class visit, there was a class visit and I just sat down and I just listened to this story times. I love it when there's story times. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the um, Tukwila Library, which is, by the way, I think one of our, they're, they're all, all of my libraries are pretty, but that one is spectacular. I don't know if you've been there, but I if you're not or, or if your listeners have not, you ought, you ought to go down there. It's a beautiful library, a wonderful sculpture in front. But anyway, I happened to get there around 2.30, and the staff warned me. They said, Lisa, it's really quiet now, but, you know, you wait 10 minutes. And I said, oh, what's going to happen in 10 minutes? And they said, school lets out. And sure enough, they're right near a high school. And all of a sudden, that library that was fairly quiet 15 minutes before just blossomed into this noisy students um, all just come in make a beeline for the library, and it just became a very, very different place, which I love to see because that's what yes. we're all about. It, it, heartening because here are the, the students, this younger generation, coming in and using the library in the way that it, it really fills what they need to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's heartening. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we help with homework, but mm-hmm. we also have them help, them volunteer for community service. Um, 
we have these things called um, escape boxes, which I'd never heard of. That's when these teens come in and they're a little rowdy because sometimes they get to be a little rowdy. <laughs> and so the li- the uh, library staff, they're so br- smart. They say, okay, it's it's kind of like running a preschool where the kids are noisy. You have them do an activity. Well, for teens, that we have activities for them. They're called escape boxes, and it demands them to solve a problem as a group. And... Um, they just pull them out. It's their little arsenal of stuff that they can use to keep the kids occupied, but also engaged. Um, and they're just they're just so clever. They just they're doing stuff that I never did. I was a teen librarian back then, but it's just great to see how the profession has evolved and changes and grows. And that's another, if you will, selling point is you know if someone hasn't checked out the library to realize that come and visit and just see how dynamic it is the things that are going on right. Well, we're doing so much more than when I started. Um, I started in the 80s before the Internet when it was just me and the books, and I had all the information, and I was a teen librarian, and I would talk about books and go out to school. So that's the same. But also we're considered now community spaces. Um, Mm -hmm. We're places that people can go and start a business. We have small meeting rooms. People can book. Um, and it's also important, I think, to remember that our population are, has changed here. Our demographics has changed over the last number of years. Yeah. And we're getting people from different countries, some who have never experienced a public library before. So there's this wonderful quote from this young woman from India who said, in, in India, we don't have public libraries. If you want to, ch- to check out a book, you have to buy it. You have to pay for it if you want to. And... When I came here to this country and I saw the King County Library and I saw I could take all these books home for free. I mean, I mean, I'm just like <laughs> falling on the floor when I read that. That's just so amazing and so wonderful. And it sort of introduces public libraries to a whole different generation of people who perhaps in their own countries were not allowed to go into a library or never felt welcome. So that's also our charge, is to introduce our newer communities to both the public library, but also to the society around it. Um, We have, for instance, voter registration forms. We have ballot boxes at our libraries. We have basic stuff like, you know, how do you, um, where do you get a driver's license? I mean, I often say that a lot, the public library is the first place our new residents, our our new immigrants meet government. Mm -hmm. And they meet it in a very friendly way. Think of it. Would you like to go to this scary city hall or do you want to come into a public library where you can get free books and your kids can get a story time? And then you can get some information about the place you live. So, And meet other people. Exactly. They might be uh, of your culture or not. And you just realize how you can build this community around you. Well, the other thing is um, we try to offer programs that meet the needs of our community. And one of our really popular programs. I've actually introduced this now to three different libraries. It's already here, so I didn't have to introduce this. Our conversation clubs, where you can come and practice English with other people. Uh, We offer English as a second language classes in our libraries. Um, We offer community conversations. People are very interested now about issues, issues of social equity, issues of, um, you know, um, what's it like to live in a community um, as, as someone who does not feel that they're part of the community. Mm -hmm. So we offer all those community conversations throughout our King County Library system, and they're very well attended, and they're very popular. 
sometimes we base it around a book. And so that's the traditional book discussion groups. And sometimes we don't. We just talk about an issue. We bring a speaker in or not. But that's where I, that's where I mean when I say a library is a community convener. Just the fact that we are open to all and we're free um, and welcoming, that's, it's such an important part of our society. And I think no more, you know, I've been in this business for a while. I, think, I don't think it's ever been as important as it is now. I really agree with you on that. Just the whole uh, way that the country is at this time, the the climate, I guess, is what it is, uh, to have libraries and places where we can feel safe and learn a lot and feel that we are welcome. Um, everyone's welcome. Exactly. Right. Yes. And when you mentioned the book club is one of the things that I thought was interesting, and it kind of captures the essence of all of this, too, is the tend to try reading. I yes. think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, I, it wasn't my idea, but it, <laughs> we I have such a great staff. Um, yeah, just to get people back to reading again. Look, at we have so many choices now. I mean, Netflix and HBO and all that. And I love a good movie, but also to get people back to reading. So that I think this is such a, a great idea that uh, we, we're introducing that. And people, I think, find that, oh, I never tried that genre. My goodness, what have I been missing? And, well, you said you'd been a teen librarian, and I think that's a whole genre, you know, young adult literature that's just phenomenal these days. Exactly. And um, you don't have to be a teen to read teen literature. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, actually, some of the best literature has come from teen writers and also manga, which is the graphic novels. That was initially intended for teens. And then I I believe it's sort of grown into adults now like to read graphic novels. So sometimes there's overlap between the genres. Yes, true enough. So all of that's available, and uh, it's all literature. It's all found at the library, and big word, it's free. I think perhaps we get it if we grew up in this country, but maybe even we need to be educated about what's there. Exactly, and, you know, even if you're a traditional user, there are things that can help you. For instance, if you want to buy a home or if mm. you want to invest, um, we just recently got a grant, a national grant, to develop an entrepreneurship uh, programs targeted to people who have had trouble starting a new business. As you probably know, most people new to this country actually are the, they run the small businesses. And how do we reach them? How do we teach them about business licenses? And I saw this great presentation where in Kansas City, this this library went out and just did this program on how do you get a, a uh, food license? Well, how do you f- handle food? Because a lot of our new immigrants open restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so that really is beyond the, the traditional scope of what a library does. But if you think of a library as also a place that you go to Im- improve yourself, mm-hmm. whether it's improve your mind with reading about great ideas or improve your situation by being able to develop a business. That's what we're about. And that makes me think about computers. I mean, that's another whole area that people may not have have that skill, regardless, again, of age, or perhaps they are uh, coming in as an immigrant. They haven't had that opportunity. Library, the libraries all do that. Well, I I can't believe I've been around this long, but, um, you know, I remember when we first got our our Gates computers, that's our desktops Mm. at the Gates Foundation, 
generously offered to all public libraries across the country. It was a great game changer. It got computers into the library and internet access. And as you know now, you can't do anything without internet access. You can't apply for a job. You can't. It's hard to pay your bills in some cases. Um, so it's actually absolutely key. And then with that, connectivity. Um, so we have all of that at our libraries. We have great broadband access. It's, sometimes people have internet access at home, but ours is so much better and faster they come to the library. But, you know, the, the, the other thing we're noticing is that we've designed our libraries for people to come in and use desktops, you know, come and use our computers. We're noticing more and more, and our statistics do support it, that more people are bringing in their own laptops they're bringing, and, and so they don't need our technology, our hardware. They still need our software, though. And ironically, you know the thing they want the most when they come into their library? It's a place to plug and charge. <laughs> Good old-fashioned electricity. So we're back to <laughs> we're back to Edison. So we, we make sure when we design our new libraries that we have plenty of charge of places that people can charge their phones, charge their laptops. Um, we do that too. <laughs> yeah. So you see, the public library is just this space where everything goes on and always there to help and direct. I mean, it's it is really this big community gathering place anymore. Yes, and as I, I mentioned before, I think I think people, if they have not appreciated before, I think they really appreciate it now because there's got to be a place where people can just talk about stuff. People can't just be isolated all the time in their houses. And, um, you know, sometimes we have people that stay all day. Sometimes we have people that are lonely. Um, certainly when I was a young mom and I moved to California, I had a two-year-old, and what I did is when I wanted to meet people or be around people, I took my daughter to the library to story time. And there are people that are lonely out there and need just to meet other people. And I think, again, with the influx of people coming into this area, the library also holds that role where you can just come in, take your child, meet other moms, maybe talk about issues, parenting issues. Very informal, but very important. Yes. Yes. Great connections. And uh, you. Oh, had... and I should say, sorry, not yes, just but... moms, caregivers, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dads yeah. stay home too and all caregivers. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think sometimes uh, preschools come in, right? Oh, yes. We're, we're, we have lots of class visits. Uh, preschools do come in, but we also go out to preschools because we have mobile, we have mobile libraries too. You mentioned mm. before we're such a big county and we are. And there's no way we can have a library close to everybody within walking distance. So what we do is we have mobile libraries that goes out. We go to senior centers, we go to preschools, and we bring the library out to people who maybe have difficulty getting to a library. And that's just a godsend because that's just it. If they can't get out, and that's a personal visit again. Someone's coming and bringing their books, but also someone to say hi. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So wonderful. The world of libraries. And uh, now that you, I mean, this has been your life, Lisa, but uh, it feels like you really are embracing here the King County Library System and being here in the Puget Sound. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to summer, I will say. <laughs> um, but it's, again, it's, it's, it's just such a wonderful system. Um, there, obviously, I'm the new director, and there are changes I want to make. There are things we, I want to do. 
but I, I have a really good foundation here, and that makes a world of difference when you come into a, a new library system. Well, you have this wonderful personality. <laughs> you're so nice. <laughs> well, you're you're so engaging and obviously just you know passionate about what you do. You wouldn't have this role if you weren't. But still, you know, it's genuine. I can feel it as we sit here uh, chatting and looking each other in the eye <laughs> that uh, this is definitely your life and you want to share it with everyone. Well, it's it's a good business to be in. It's a good business to be in. Well, this has been so wonderful. I thank you for your time. Again, welcome to the Puget Sound area. Welcome to uh, the King County Library System, although I am not it. But I live in Auburn, so I'm part of it. Yes, you, oh, yes, yes you are. Yes. You, are you are an Auburn library user. Yes, absolutely. So, again, many thanks, and I hope that we'll have a conversation again sometime in the not-too-distant future. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure.